0: Welcome to the Exchange Podcast. I am your host, Floyd Boykin Jr. Welcome. Today we got an incredible poet, a family friend, a f- uh, fan person, <laughs> that I like to call her because I'm a fan of her work. I'm a friend, I'm a family, uh, we're poetically family, and we're just family in this whole human race thing and in the arts. Uh, my sister, Shiraz Gorman, welcome to the stage here. How you doing?
1: I am well, I am well. Thank you for having me, Floyd. No
0: problem, thanks for taking the time to be with us um this is national poetry month and i couldn't think of a better person to have representing poetry uh you know not only all year round but definitely in this particular month so i'm glad you were available to be a part of this and we're going to get right into it because you know we only got about 15 to 20 minutes and we want people my audience to to know you and those who love you already to get a chance to hear you talk about your journey a little bit so um I would like to know, you know, in poetry, we've been doing this thing for a long time here. Uh, in terms of your poetry exper- experiences, what what was your path? How did you know that poetry was like the vessel you were supposed to use to to uh, to display your 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 creativity and your message?
1: So my path actually started with listening to music and reading lyrics Um, I'm a child of the late 70s and early 80s and I grew up in a home with a family who had an amazing vinyl collection Um, and I would listen to Stevie Wonder albums and I would read along you know as he was singing then I would go back and write what I thought were songs so my mom found out what I was doing and she was like that's poetry Mm -hmm. and I know this is a pretty intense book to give a kid (laughs) (laughs) but um, you know the first book my mom gave me was Racism 101 by Nikki Giovanni wow and Nikki Giovanni was at the Black Expo I forgot what year it was in the 80s But my mom told me to bring my book and she was like, just bring your book. And I remember us going to the convention center downtown and I saw this woman off in the distance and I looked at the back of my book and we're walking towards her and I'm just like, oh my God, I'm getting ready to meet the woman on the back of this book So, Nikki Giovanni was the first poet who I'd ever met, like in the flesh. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my name is Shiraz, and the city of Shiraz is the Persian capital of poetry. And the name came to my father in a vision. Um, So, you have a lot of 14th century Sufi poets. There's actually a book titled The Poets of Shiraz Um, so you know it's kind of a a layered thing for me Uh (laughs) it's like I'm named after the Persian capital of poetry in Iran Um, and actually I have to give credit to my father as well the very first book um, that I owned was Khalil Gibran's The Prophet Uh um, that he bought when you know I was just in my mama's belly so you know it's kind of a matter of kind of being almost predestined if you will if you will um but also having some amazing influences through the vehicle of music and then my mom introducing me to nikki giovanni's work
0: now that's some heavy stuff man Uh, for for real i mean I've been knowing you for, uh, for many years. I, I I never knew that about your name. You know, I didn't know that. And
1: A lot of people will, you know, they'll be like, oh, Shiraz, like the wine. And I'm like, no, like Shiraz, like the Persian capital of poetry.
0: So you, so, you know, but see, that's so deep. I mean, because it, it makes sense to me now because you are one of the deepest sisters. I would, well, not even sisters, people. That I know, you know, and I remember uh, I don't remember the very first time I saw you recite, but I do remember thinking, you know, when I first saw you, because anybody who know you, I mean, you're uh, if you don't mind me saying a, a petite sister. Right. So when. Uh, if if you're prejudging someone when you first see them, sometimes, you know, in uh, misinterpretation, we were, we were actually talking about this too how, you know, you see some someone before they say anything, it's like you're prejudging them in terms of, well, maybe she's shy, this and that. You know, you got all this going on in, um, in your head. And, and never would I have ever imagined all that power was going to come out of you. I mean, I knew better after you spoke, but that first time, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I was like, wow, she's so powerful, and and became an instant fan of of, of the work that you do. And I just, uh, and you've been rocking it ever since, and you haven't let you know let that go, and you shouldn't. And you and actually, the story you just told me kind of answers the question, the second question I was going to ask you, because I was going to ask you why you haven't. Like you know, a lot of uh, artists they come up with these stage names, and even you know I did at one point as well, and decided to use my my uh, my real name uh, once. Uh, kind of got into it deeper, and I was going to ask you why you never picked one, but you, you didn't have to. Sure, you you have you know what I'm saying <laughs> your name itself is 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 perfect, you know.
1: Yeah, and and also it has a lot to do with the fact that a lot of the poets that I admire didn't change their names Mm -hmm. um to you know have stage names and stuff like that and so you know like your Sonia Sanchez is of the world and your Nikki Giovanni's and you know even though you know Amiri Baraka did change his name you know that still that was still his name so you know I really I really didn't feel a need to and I quite honestly felt like my name was was fitting Mm -hmm. you know and I just recently started going by my full name um because I would only go by my first name but I I start going I think I start going by my full name around the time when my book came out and it was it was something that other people just did it's like because when you release a book people you know my whole name you know <laughs> is on the spine so it's like okay got it and and I actually had to sit with that because I was like man I only used to go by my first name I, I never went by my full name mm-hmm. um, so that that's a recent development as of like 2015
0: well, man, I mean, I love your name, man. I love your name, just period. I just think it's a powerful name. It's definitely fitting. And, um sure, I wouldn't want you to come up with anything else, you know, uh, <laughs> for your name at this point. Especially, not only because your name just sounds cool, but it is powerful now that we have some, you know, definition behind it. And I'm like, wow, that's just... Man, Shiraz is the bomb, you know. Um, so I, I know you just mentioned some of the people that you are inspired by, which I was going to you know, ask you that. Uh, who are uh, some of your inspiration? Your, uh, who inspires you? And of course, it doesn't necessarily have to be just poet, you know, poets, um, you know, because I often think that that powerful artists are often inspired by many different types of genre of, of music, sports, entertainment, whatever who 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 falls on your list
1: number one Stevie Wonder um Roberta Flack Donny Hathaway I'm inspired by a lot of songwriters at one period I went through just like this moment of I would turn on Jay Z and things would just kind of flow for me um so and it varies at times on who I'm inspired by I find myself being extremely inspired by documentary film um or drama films you know are really good like non-fiction and science fiction work inspires me at times um so yeah just yeah i i'm so fascinated by sonia sanchez i had the opportunity to be on a um on a call with her just recently um her and Tongo ice and martin Tongo ice and martin is another one of my most recent inspirations over the last couple of years um you know and just The way that even Sonia Sanchez speaks is like she's chanting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And just the way that her and Amiri Baraka would become instruments, um, as well as Shirley LaFleur, um, Michael Castro, you know, just going back to my local elders, um, Dr. Eugene B. Redmond, um, I would just sit back and be fascinated watching them perform I mean and at the time you know they were in their like 50s and 60s and 70s and I was talking to Michael Castro's son Jomo recently Mm -hmm. and I was telling him about this moment where we were in this cafe this like artist lounge that was like off of Devoliver and I was watching Michael perform and I had a moment where I could see and hear the younger version of him. Like it was this kind of time warp that happened. And I was like, man, I want to be that in my 70s. And Shirley LaFleur did the same thing. We were at, um I'm trying to remember the name of the place. Dale Chambers used to have Yale Arts Mm -hmm. and we were at their old location and her and David A.N. Jackson were performing and they just got into this flow and Shirley would do this move where she would stump her foot Um, and you know I just used to get chills and just be smiling like a kid and just be like oh my god like I want to be able to have that kind of energy and that vibration mm-hmm. in those years, like them, you know. So, yeah my my influences are just all across the board. I mean, I can people watch sometimes because um, I love riding the Amtrak. Mm-hmm. I I actually take the Amtrak to write sometimes because um, I like people watching and I like being in you know the observation car and just looking at certain parts of america that we don't get to see um when you go through like these old steel mill towns and you know places where it's just like straight up rule right mm-hmm. um and i had pulled a lot of inspiration from that it's Kind of like this um, environmental esprastic writing because I look at like environment and all of that as being art. And also, I had a moment. Um, I was in the St. Louis Art Museum when Carol Walker um, had her exhibit on the first floor of Slam and I think the title of that exhibit was not so civil and it was a lot of her silhouette work and I just kind of went into I walked around to each painting it was totally unplanned and I went around to each image and just could not stop writing um so yeah my my inspiration is all across the board and i i don't know at times when the muse will catch me but i i accept it when it does
0: <laughs> well i mean well that's one of the great things about being a writer or uh, whether it's poetry or music uh you know you, anything can spark I, I tell people all the time i could write about you know spaghetti a piece of spaghetti if you put it in front of me you know it, it just <laughs> may pop out you know it's just never know where that inspiration is going to come from um uh, can when you think about you know the 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 years that you've been in poetry all the things that you accomplished because you you are a very accomplished poet uh spoken word artist um uh, What can you name one of your greatest poetry moments? I mean, we're 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 in National Poetry Month, so that's a question I've been asking everyone. Name one moment in poetry that stands out to you?
1: Wow, I've been very fortunate, Um, man, super blessed in that I have a hard time thinking about that. Um, so if you don't mind, I want to just give two quick ones. Okay. So, the first one, I was on tour with HBO, and it was during the Atlanta date. I was on the Unchained Memories tour, and that was the tour that HBO did with the Library of Congress um, around the slave narratives. And I had gotten off stage, and this woman came up to me crying. And it was kind of a moment, you know, where I just had to be present in it. And I, because I had to snap out of my post-performance kind of haze. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because sometimes when I get off stage, I literally have to come down from all the energy that I exerted. So it's kind of like this a bit of a fog that I'm in. But this woman, as I was walking off the stage... Was just in tears. And this other woman walks up next to her. And she was like, she points to this back table. And she was like, Elaine Brown wants to see you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Excuse me? Right. <laughs> like, Elaine Brown of the Black Panthers is here and she wants to see me so I'm attempting to process this one woman who's in front of me who's emotional and I I was present for that and thanked her Um, and I'm getting walked back to this table so I'm attempting to compose myself because it didn't even feel real Um, so I get to the table and it's It felt like something out of a movie (laughs) because I go to this area and it's this half moon of black women sitting at this table and they looked at me and she was like, have a seat. And that conversation will stick with me for the rest of my life. Um, And then the second one. I used to work at an ad agency in Portland, Oregon, named Wyden and Kennedy. Mm -hmm. And we had a talent show um, on on April Fool's Day, on today. Um, I think that was 20... I think that was 2009. And... No, that was 2010. That was 2010, April 1st of 2010. Wow, that was 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I kind of felt like I entered the talent show because I was like, I guess I'm going to be open to people in my work environment seeing this other side of me, like seeing who I really am.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and you know, I performed and if you look at pictures of Wyden and Kennedy when you look at the atrium area it's huge right and it was just completely silent and as soon as I finished my last line I have never heard of applause that loud in my life and it was just like whoa and (laughs) A colleague of mine had actually videotaped it and he like panned the crowd. And it, the funny part about that that tape is that some people in the crowd looked confused because they were like, what the, literally I saw somebody go, what the, you know. Right. So for me, those are like two of my like absolute favorite moments for two very different reasons.
0: Well, I mean, anybody who's who's seen you perform, though, I mean, you you do draw people in. I mean, um, from from hello, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so you draw them in instantly, and, and you've been very consistent with that throughout the years. From you know, from all the years I know and it's just been a joy um, watching you uh, perform watching you grow and develop and to become the, the, the artist and the person that you are today so I mean that's a, a beautiful thing and I'm very interested to know do you have any uh, what kind of projects you got coming up I know you're working on, on something <laughs> you're yeah. involved in something so.
1: <laughs> so yeah right now um, I have a podcast titled I Remember a Place Name which is a podcast about erased, displaced, and under threat black communities and spaces um, and that podcast stemmed from the poem that i written titled Who Moved My Memories and you know I was just kind of thinking like how do you make a poem live in the world right how do you make it stretch and and have a body um and it never left me like i wrote out the whole podcast idea in 2017 and you know once i got out of my own way um and shout out to the regional arts commission for receiving that artist grant (laughs) i received that artist grant in 2019 that helped me purchase all my equipment
0: Oh, that's mm-hmm. awesome! Congratulations on that.
1: Thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just like, okay, I I don't have any more excuses, and I'm a big fan of Dr. Henry Louis Gates Jr. Um, so, you know, for me, just really exploring my own poem in a in a, in a different way because that poem is based on me coming back home to my hometown of St. Louis, Missouri and seeing my step grandfather's like house just like gone, right? Mm-hmm. And there was a part of me that felt completely erased and to see my old um my old school where I used to go to like Head Start and all of that to see it like overgrown with weeds I used to attend Perpetual Health over on the north side of St. Louis um, in the College Hill neighborhood and you know it just there was something really jarring you know about that whole experience and it gave birth to this poem titled Who Moved My Memories and you know I realized like man it's just not happening to me you know and this and it's not a a contemporary issue this is the issue that black folk have had to deal with since our arrival you know um, in the Americas you know it's, I would say enslaved descendants you know because there were black folk here before all that um, but it's like man I just had this moment where I really felt like I needed to be more I needed to investigate you know these happenings of erasure and displacement and being under threat and what that presents to us um what are the what are the living narratives what are the stories um and all the other things that come with that so I approach it from all sorts of angles so that's currently what I have going on now. And of course I'm still writing poems. Um, you know, and I'm just I'm super grateful for it and hopefully, you know, another collection will come. You know, I'm just I'm letting the muse have its way with me. Um okay. and we will see.
0: we'll see. That's awesome. Well, I mean, we we're running out of time here, you know, we are you know, whenever you're having a great conversation, it always go by quicker than you wanted it to go by. Um, but we do have uh, another one last question for you. And once again, we are very thankful that you're on our on the Podcast Exchange podcast. Now, we ask this question to every artist. I don't care if it's a poet, singer, artist, or culinary artist, whatever. We ask the same question some kind of way. Try to make it work with everybody. You know, so. If you had the opportunity to create this band, and the band would consisted of you know any celebrity that of your choice, whether they're you know passed away or they're still living, uh, and you're the, the head person, you're the actual the the lead vocalist in this band, who would you select to be your band members?
1: Definitely Prince, um, Patrice Rushen. And I couldn't be the lead singer. I would I would have to give it up to like Phoebe Snow or Phyllis Hyman. Um or Sylvester. <laughs> um <yeah>. um
0: <laughs> Old School Soul
1: she, yeah.
0: <laughs> she pulled out all the great sports.
1: Yeah. You know, Max Roach on drums. Um yeah, and I I would definitely have to have Abby Lincoln because you can't have Max Roach without Abby Lincoln and vice versa. Um, I don't even know what this band would sound like. <laughs> <laughs> it would
0: be that band would be fantastic. I mean, you know, the energy would be incredible.
1: Yeah, and it'd probably be some. Crazy arguments too, like just over artistic taste. <laughs> it's just like, what are we? Where are we going? What are we doing? Because just for good measure, I would have to put Cold Train up in there, um,
0: right? You
1: know, but I, I honestly think that like having Cold Train and Prince and Phyllis Hyman and Sylvester and Phoebe Snow like everybody would just like study from one another and come up with something crazy and magical so yeah
0: well that, was- that sounds like an amazing band to me <laughs> well look uh, we are very thankful once again for you coming on to to the exchange can you tell people how they can follow you on social media because you know that's where everybody happened to be so how can they find you online or websites or anything like that?
1: Well, you can go to my website to shirazgorman.com and my name is spelled C-H-E-E R-A-Z as in zebra G-O-R-M-O-N don't put in gourmet because I don't know who you going, you know, there is no Shiraz Gorman so (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, just go to shirazgorman.com and you know,
0: that's where you can catch me. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you once again. Yo, You all have been listening to the amazing Shoraz Gorman. And she's here with us. And you can play us on replay and everything. Because this is a podcast. And you can listen to her as much as you would like to. But thank you so much for coming on the Exchange Podcast. My name is Floyd Boykin Jr. I want you all to be kind, be respectful, have fun and learn something amazing, peace, and many blessings.